What's up, everyone? Welcome to Mongols, brought to you by the Beautiful Game Network. I'm Mike. With me is Kevin Josh. We are still in off-season mode, but that doesn't mean there isn't stuff to talk about. So we're going to talk about it. But first, guys, it's been two weeks, which feels like an eternity to not like talk to you in person. So, Josh, what's uh, what's been going on? Like nothing. It's it's very off season right now. I, I feel like everything is kind of like the calm before the storm. Uh, I think last time we talked, we, I was like in the middle of designing scarves, like getting the scarf design from uh, Zach, the guy who's designed a scarf this year and like working on ordering stuff and all that jazz. We had a meeting with the front office to kind of like go over like, hey, this year, what are we doing with like tailgate? What are we doing with like in stand stuff? So it was productive. It was really cool. We got a tour of Montour, uh, which was really fun. Yeah. Like I, when I uh, set up the meeting, I was like, Hey, can we uh, have the meeting at Montour junction? Just like, I want to check out the place. He's like, yeah, sure. Let's go. So Jeff took us around, showed us all the, uh, the whole place. It was hilarious. Cause like, as we're walking around, it's like, Oh, Hey, Kevin Kerr. Oh, Hey, Cutney. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think of all, all the people saw, but it was just, yeah, it was just like a, who's who the former hounds and all that kind of stuff. Cause they're all coaching. And that place was packed. Like I thought we were going to get there. It was going to be like kind of dead, like, you know, a couple cars in the parking lot. No, it turns out that place is 24 seven, like full of people because of the training, like all the kids, academy, the Academy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like so many people there, so many people. <laughs> so it's cool. Yeah. I can't wait to it. Uh, it's not quite done yet. As far as like all the stuff they want to put in there, they're still building like a cafe area. They have like a full on, um, gift shop though. Like, uh, it's more stock than I think I've seen like the hound store sometimes like, like hounds apparel and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's packed full of hound stuff and it looks great. Uh, stuff is in there that has not been in the store yet. So I was like, looking, mm. I'm like, yeah, do I want, no, I'm going to hold off. <laughs> so, but yeah, that's a really awesome. cool place. It's, it's pretty awesome. We've been talking, uh, Steve might, uh, try to do a video special of getting a tour of the place that we can then share with everybody. So we're, we're trying to line that up. We'll see if that can actually happen, but, uh, yeah, no, really excited to, to see everything that's going on in there. The initial pictures look great. Kev, what's, uh, what's been going on with you? Nothing, nothing much. Uh, today I got to, I've been like seven years at my job that I'm at and I finally, uh, like took some tours of like big things at the lab or whatever. Uh, so today well, I told him like, like tell people where you work. Oh, uh, <laughs> nah, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I work at, yeah. Oak Ridge national lab, uh, down here in Tennessee. And, um, so like on site, you know, we have super, we have like the supercomputer. we have, uh, two, I guess you would call them like particle accelerators and like particle colliders. Um, and so today I, I took an official tour of one of them, um, the Spallation Neutron Source, uh, which is, you know, they just ram a bunch of protons into, into neutrons and do cool material science stuff. And, um, so yeah, I got to like tour that and see, you know, like huge slabs of cement containing radiation and just like people doing real looking science things the way I, the way i described it was like oh, remember all that like science stuff you learned in high school that like you never had to apply again for the rest of your life like these people actually like went on and like made a career out of that <laughs> like, they were, like i was like that was the first time in like you know 15 years i had to like remember what an ion was i was like oh yeah that's what it is um so 
when you cool first people. said tour, I like I totally thought like Kevin's been at this job for seven years. He didn't know where the coffee maker was. Like, <laughs> like, 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 oh, oh, there's a third floor of this place. Cool. <laughs> I I mean I wouldn't put that past me either, yeah, for sure. But yeah, yeah it's cool. Cool. That and you know the other exciting thing is you know I watched Troy this weekend uh, the movie so you know. <laughs> call it wait exciting I guess exciting? Yeah. Yeah, okay. right. I don't know I just been telling like that's what I did this was, so I'm just telling people that's what I did this that's weekend so you know okay. legit Brad are you Pitt, guys you know? are you guys hyped about the uh, well everything that's going on with the transfer window in the EPL Josh I saw you get a new manager now so <laughs> yeah yay. it's it's like. Lampard out. It's like, okay, cool. Like, that's not going to help. We, we've done this like every year now for like three years. Like, it's like, it's like, okay, cool. Yeah. New manager. Let's see what we get now. Like, I have no faith that the front office knows what they're doing or like they'll hire someone who actually is going to help us. Uh, so I don't know. I, I can't get excited or at this point, just apathy. It's just literally like, uh, whatever. Like, we'll see what happens. We need players badly, but I don't know. Yeah. Kev, I, I had to laugh that, uh, you know, this whole Jude Bellingham thing with Liverpool and how Stevie G is like right back on the Liverpool wagon trying to stump for him to get uh, to get Bellingham to come to Liverpool. I'm like, well, that didn't take long. Yeah, thanks, man. Hey, so, you guys fired him. All right. That's your fault. <laughs> uh, OK, you guys go ahead and hire him and see how well that works out for you. So, yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying you should. Yeah, I'm just saying like it's yeah, he, he was not. I like the we'll guy. See. Yeah, not I mean, we'll see. We'll see what happens with the whole Bellingham stuff. I'm following it from afar. You know, I think something popped up on the YouTube algorithm from like Sky saying that, you know, Liverpool say they're optimistic in getting him. Um, but, you know, that's that's not signing him. So <laughs> we'll see what happens with that whole saga. But uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not. You know, I'm I'm by choice uh, keeping a distance from <laughs> Liverpool in the Premier League this season. That's fair. Which is, it is. I will say though, like I started the the original kind of like thought process for that decision was okay. Obviously, like Liverpool struggling, but also I was just convinced with the way Holland was playing. I was like, okay, no one's going to stop them. Like this is the era of City, and now. Okay, like Arsenal have made things interesting. So Arsenal are a really interesting kind of team to, to to watch this season, obviously. So it's been cool. I think it's Arsenal's league at this point. I think they're gonna win it. I think that City are focused on the Champions League. They just want to get the Champions League. So I, that's not to say they're not gonna make a push, but Arsenal are pretty far ahead at this point. I know we're only halfway through the season, but yeah, interesting we'll stuff. Let's talk a little bit about hounds, gentlemen. Well, not just hounds. There, there's been a whole mess of news uh, that's come out over the past two weeks that you know we haven't talked about, so we figured we might as well talk about it. I did mention, uh, I think last time that I was going to try to make like a little click wheel, and this did not turn out as well. It doesn't click. Like, it, wait, hold on. Let's see. Like it's like it's it. it works. Yeah. It's it's kind of um, like. Do you remember playing the game of life? Like yeah. it's like that kind of click wheel where like it just kind of pops off and it. I got a better click wheel coming. Don't worry. Like with a dry, I, I found one that has like a dry erase, so like we can write topics on it and spin it, and it's gonna. It'll be great. So um, I can't believe you actually bought a click wheel. <laughs> yeah, I got problems. Anyway, um, so anyway, we're just gonna dive right into all of the different topics. I think leading off, just for starters, we have to give an early shout out 
if you have not listened to the latest episode of Houndsy, where um, Daniels talks to former Hounds, Dennis Chin. Dennis is now a uh, an agent, a player's agent. The amount of insight that Chin provides uh, on that episode is insane. And kudos to Yost. He totally crushed it in terms of the interview and sort of lining up Dennis Chin for the interview. But um, they talk about everything from like players' actual motivations when they go to teams. Um, hint, it's not money. Uh, to because Dennis is working with both European and American players where he sees uh, the MLS and USL in the pyramid of English leagues uh, and sort of where that stands and why he thinks they are the way they are. Hint, it is money. Um, <laughs> there, it's just, it was a fantastic listen. And it was like every, every turn, there was some other question that Dennis was just sharing info that, you know, I never would have thought to ask an agent. So it was just, fantastic show you have to go check it out houndsy anywhere you listen to podcasts go go listen to it It was really really well done so um yeah kudos to you guys there that was great um yeah i guess next up we got the uh, <laughs> the, uh there's not much go just go listen to it there's nothing really else to say about it it's just, you have to go listen to it and then you know you can share your thoughts afterwards um guys the hounds announced their preseason schedule today so a couple of interesting things i'm going to rattle off the dates they announced six games. Um, we have one game against an MLS team. We have three games against college teams. And we have two games against USL championship teams. And so the first game is going to be on February 4th at Columbus Crew, which if you're checking your watches like I am right now, today is the 23rd of January. So that's like less than two weeks away. Um, we're going to be in Columbus playing the crew. After that, we'll be home to Penn State on the 11th, home to Akron on the 18th. Then we go to Detroit City FC, baby, on the 21st of February. Then we are home on the 25th against Pitt, wrapping things up on March 4th at home against Louisville. So, Josh, I know you saw the schedule. Kev, I don't know if you saw it prior to this. So, Josh, what were your initial thoughts <laughs> when you saw the schedule? Um, all right. So first off, Columbus right off the bat. Um, do, do we have 11 players signed? So I guess we have a squad. So that's good. <laughs> I'm, I'm a little bit worried about like, what's the point of going to Columbus if we don't even have a squad, but we do have a squad. Um, and I'm sure there's other players that, you know, lots of trialists. Yeah. Yeah. Or they could be farther along than we even know. So right. like, it's, it's hard telling what we have, but that will Pretty much you can guarantee Columbus is closed door. So we're not going to hear anything about that one. That's behind closed doors. Um, colleges. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of par for the course for us. I'm, I'm over kind of like wishing we had more not, not colleges, but we do have a couple, which is great. Um, but that kind of brings me to Detroit. Detroit, apparently their, their preseason matches are usually behind closed door as well. Mm -hmm. So most likely we won't hear much about that one either. Uh and then Louisville is the big one, obviously. And it's kind of cool that it's the last one because it means we should be getting pretty close to like, that's our squad. This is like it. Um, so it's always good to play a, you know, a great team <laughs> when you're trying to test them out. Uh, and uh, that one is at home. My understanding is if the weather is good enough, it will be at Highmark. 
and those are open to the public. If the weather is not, or the field is not, I should say, that's when they'll take the game to Montour. Uh, no word yet if we're allowed to watch the game in Montour. Like, they don't really have it set up for that, but at the same time, people watch practices at, like, the academy stuff, so it's very possible we could be able to go in there. But I think they want to treat this game as a kind of pre-run trial for the season uh since they have a lot of away games at the beginning of the season this will be kind of like their one opportunity to see if the systems are getting in place or how they're planning on doing ticketing not, not ticketing because it's free but all that kind of stuff yeah will be set up for them so it could be almost like a mini home game like, it's like not a soft quite open yeah like a soft yeah. open type idea so th- that'd be cool and also Actually, that's all. I'll leave it at that because we haven't announced anything else yet as far as uh, AGMs or anything like that. We usually do an AGM during uh, oh. preseason. So. Yeah, yeah. I, it felt, like, it it felt like you knew some other inside information that you were just like, oh, <laughs> like caught yourself. So <laughs> Nothing's official yet, so I didn't want to like announce anything for sure. So that's fair. Kev, what are your thoughts on the schedule? I was going to say, I mean, like, look, I... Uh, the facade drops this year uh, every year i try to think about like okay what some what's something intelligent and entertaining i can say about preseason i hate preseason i hate it so much i hate <laughs> like pretending to care about preseason games i will say this year i mean the the schedule i think i it looks good i mean it's it's a nice combination of like home and away games it's a nice combination of like ramping up to something um and it's i don't know just like psychologically uh, it's kind of nice to like test yourself first game out against an MLS team to kind of like get your head straight about like what's in front of you and what you need to be doing. Um, and then, you know, give yourself some time to like work out tactics and everything like that with again, against some like college teams. Um, not to say that those will be straightforward, but um, you know, and you have a big kind of away trip to Detroit and then home to live. So, yeah, I mean, I think the schedule is quite good. Um, that being said, I just don't care about preseason. <laughs> If you were at the games, I think you would care more because I'm yeah. telling you, man, nothing's better than be able to sit behind Bob and listen to him <laughs> coach with no people in the stands, really. So it's it's it, you hear every word. <laughs> yeah, that would I be do good. love. I do yeah. love going to preseason. The last preseason game I went to was 2020, right before COVID. I mean, mm-hmm. we sat. I think Josh, I can't remember if you were there. Laura Allen and and um, and Justin were there. But we sat along like the expensive seats, like right on the field. And yeah, you hear everything. It was great. <laughs> so yeah, if you get a chance to go, absolutely go check it out. Um, you guys are both relatively positive. I'll bring the slight negativity to it because that's my vibe this year. Uh, I think that, I was gonna say, I think the teams are good. I think playing Columbus first is wasted. I think that it's like, if you're going to test yourself against an MLS team, neither team is going to take that seriously at all. So like, why are we going to Columbus to play this game? Like it's not, you're not testing yourself against actual competition. So I'd love to see Columbus come to play us at Highmark, even for a preseason, but that sounds like that's just never going to happen. So you just kind of have to take it like, okay, we're going to play Columbus and that'll be that. So Kev, I'm with you. Like I, that game means nothing to me. 
the 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 caliber of the college teams that we're playing is good especially we know Pitt has made it to the final four the past few seasons so that's good and you know i think supporting local team is great i love seeing both detroit and louisville on the schedule i think that to test ourselves against actual championship teams which has not always been a given in the past is really really good and especially against a team like detroit that we're starting to consider to be a um a rival uh, and Louisville, who, you know, we we consider as a rival, but I'm not convinced they consider us to be a rival, is great. Um, the, I'd love to see more USL teams, even if they're like USL one teams rather than college teams, just from the standpoint of you want to test yourself against the best and against actual competition that you're going to be or, or the level of competition that you're going to be at. And you're playing against a bunch of college kids that aren't professionals. Um, we've had situations in the past where some of those guys have come in and just try to prove a point and they're taking shots at our guys. And like, you don't want to see that happen. Um, so it's, it's a great step to get both Detroit and Louisville on the schedule. I'd love to see some more of those college games fade away. I could, I could see always playing pit. I could see that just being an annual thing and that's fine because of our relationship but I'd love to see more of those fade away. And I, I I truly wouldn't mind even seeing some League One teams because some of the caliber of the League One teams are getting substantially better. So um, that's that's my biggest gripe is I, I look at the teams and I'm like, I know all their names. That's great. <laughs> like this, this is good. This is a lot better than previous years, but I think there's still, there's still a ways to go. So I, I applaud the effort to get us here, but uh, I'm going to keep, egging the team on to to keep doing better so yeah that's my thoughts um am i being too harsh i see josh you're kind of sort of nodding i don't know i i think i don't agree with the columbus crew statement i don't I, like even if we're playing their bench players or something like that like they're still gonna be players that are good it's a it's a good kind of matchup for us and also it's their preseason so like won't they also be trying to yeah. trial their players? So like, they're not going to just have like nobody on the field. Like they're going to be testing out their players too. I get it. But you figure on February 4th, like half the players on our team aren't even going to be in, on, in the team at the end of training camp. Like Bob's just trying to see guys on the field. And so it feels wasted to play a team like Columbus. We, the big question that we always have is like, where do we rank as it relates to MLS teams? And and that's what part of the fun of the U.S. Open Cup is, is you actually get to compete against those kind of teams. And so to play Columbus, like I'd love to see the Columbus game be last, even if we're assuming that we're going to lose. But Josh, to your point, that's the game where you like got your guys in that you're expecting to be the guys for the mm -hmm. first game of the season. Whereas against Columbus, it's going to be a bunch of trialists that, you know, aren't going to see the light of day. And so it's just, it's a waste. It, it doesn't mean anything to Kevin's point. Like we'll see the final score and we'll go great. And I'd, I'd love for that to be like against Akron rather than Columbus crew. I think so. there's value in it for the team, but not for the fans, like for building. The yes. Team. I think yeah, I get that. A lot. I get that. That's why I admit. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Okay. All right. Good. That's our <laughs> thoughts. Let us know what you think on that. Um, more hounds news guys. Since the last time we talked, we were speculating about, I think at the time there were nine players that the team had announced and Bob said that there were 11 that were signed. So there was a lot of speculation on our part as to who the remaining two players were. 
we all sort of assumed that Danny Rivera would be one of the players because the Hounds opening day promo had him in it. And then there was like some other, uh, there was some other piece of marketing that like let it slip that, that Rivera was still around. I can't remember what it was now at this point, but regardless, it's now been confirmed. Danny Rivera is back with the team. Um, not only is he back with the team, it sounds like he is going to be stopping by to chat with us next Monday. So for those of you who are Daniel Rivera fans, send us your questions. Um, cause he's going to hang out and we're going to have a good time next Monday. Um, guys, uh, have thoughts on Danny Rivera coming back for, I think this is his sixth season now with the hounds fifth or sixth. It's either fifth or sixth. No, I can't remember the exact number. That surprises me. Yeah. I would have thought yeah. it would be less than that. Um, no, I think th- I, the thing with Danny Rivera with me is that I never like from memory, I don't remember him getting long consistent runs in the team, mm-hmm. whether that gets interrupted through like injuries or, you know, Bob shakes up the lineup in some way and, you know, he just kind of sticks with it. But I think anytime Danny gets in, I'm, he, he puts in a good performance and you know what, I think was he the one that, uh, had the man marking duty against the indie guy. Tyler Pasher. Yeah. Um, drink, Josh. You have the drink. You have to take it now. There you um, go. But like, I, he's, yeah. I mean, I think Rivera is just, he, he's a flexible player who can play in a couple different positions. Um, you know, he's, he's athletic, you know, and he knows the Lily system. And like I said, when, when he gets runs in the team, you know, I, I like him in it. So yeah, no, I think it's, it makes a ton of sense for him to be brought in. Josh, yeah, I'm happy with it. I, I think he's uh, a good player, and I'm we. He's one of those players I kind of always want to see growing with the team and becoming more and more part of it. Uh, and I, yeah, I'm super happy that he's still there. He's he's always up for like a gnarly yellow card too, which I like. You know, I was gonna say <laughs> he's he's that guy for you, Kev. Like you yeah. know, he's always he's gonna bring some grit. He's yeah. gonna complain to the ref. He's mm-hmm. gonna probably get a yellow at some point. He's just um, one of those players where it's like, like if you played, you want to play with him. Yes. You would hate to play against him. Like, but you would, yeah. you would like, oh, I'm glad he's on my team, kind of thing. Yeah, I think my my, I'm I'm super happy that he's back. I'm just gonna put that out there. I think the the one thing that I almost feel bad for Danny about is it seems like Bob sees him as a jack of all trades, master of none where it's just like, I can plug him in as a winger. I can plug him in as somebody that man marks it, you know, central mid. I can, he can put him pretty much anywhere. And he's played, I think at one point he played forward last week, last season. Um, But he doesn't have that one spot that's completely locked down in his because he is so versatile. So it'll be interesting to see how Lily goes about using him this season. Um, I get how that can be frustrating as a player um, because I imagine it's, easier and preferred for you if you get to play in you know right what's likely the one position you actually do want to play in um but simultaneously i mean look it's it makes your life harder for sure but it doesn't mean that you know there's i don't know any kind of lower ceiling on how much the fans can love you because i'm also thinking of like ryan james who he Mm -hmm. kind of played all over the field and you know i kind of put him in one of those uh, you know, generalists categories and he was great. So yeah. 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 Agreed. Um, no. And clearly he has Lily's trust. Uh, he has the team's trust. If I think it was his second year 
that Lily had him man mark Tyler Pasher for that entire game, you know, and it's just, yeah. So, um, no, great stuff that Danny's back. Super excited. He posted a video. Yeah, way to go, Josh. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> Josh, taking a drink. Um, he posted a video from um, from home just saying how excited he is to be back. So, yeah, I can't wait to talk to him. Hopefully, like I said, next week we've got that lined up. And, uh, yeah, it'll be a good time. In his, like, five or six years, we've never had him on the show. So I was like, how did that happen? Like, I think we've talked to pretty much all of the old school guys. Some guys are on their second round through. Um yeah, so we got to talk to Danny. The other player that was announced uh, this past week, uh, Edward Kizza, the uh, Birmingham Legion killer, is is back. I think some of us had speculated about whether or not he would be back, whether or not this would be a good thing or for him or or just general thoughts. So, Kev, what are your thoughts on, uh, on Kizza returning to Pittsburgh and taking up a spot in the forward position? I think it's great. Uh, for, I don't know why. So sometimes my brain forces like to make analogies or metaphors or whatever. And it's like Kizza, you know, I feel like he's just like a shot of espresso. Like it doesn't take long for him, but it's just like, whoo, like you just, you know, he gets in there and just, you know what I mean? Like it's, you're not drinking a cup of, you know, you drink a cup of coffee for a couple minutes and, you know, espresso, it's down in one minute, but man, it hits you. And I feel like that's Kizza. Like he just had such an impact uh last season in big games and big moments um created a lot of memories in a relatively short amount of like minutes played over the course of the season um i mean and so for that i mean and when coming in when he did uh you know and still having that impact not having a preseason you know not having you know the time to settle yeah i mean i think he's one of those where it's um you can kind of say his upside is like high uncertainty, but his low side is like very low risk. Like, I, I don't think he's going to be doing, you know, he'll, I think like we know what he can do. And now it, it's just, we don't know like how much better he can become given a full season with a preseason and like potentially more minutes played and more games started and all that. Yeah. I mean, that's a good point. So he, he joined us mid season ish last year um, after he had a loan stint, I believe it was with Memphis that he was recalled by, I believe it was New England Revolution. And then we picked him up for a loan from there. So we only had him for part of the season. He didn't really have a chance to go through a preseason and, you know, latch on the Lily system. Josh, what are your thoughts on, uh, on as as Liz reminded me, the Birmingham dream killer, yes. BDK coming back. BDK coming back. Uh, yeah. It's awesome. I was super excited. I didn't think we would get him back since he was on loan. I just kind of figured, up oh, it was a loan deal. Like, now it's up to new England, like what they want to do with him. Um, but the fact that he was able to get officially signed with the river hounds, no longer on the actually one of our players is great. Uh, he was a lot of fun to watch and I'm just hoping for, for more from him that maybe even see him more often. Uh, he made 10 appearances last season. So yeah, it'll be fun. So yeah. I'm excited. Like obviously he did like tear up the field and make a whole bunch of goals, but at the same time he didn't really get a chance so yeah that's that's my big question i'm excited that he's back my big question is what does you know a full season with lily mean for kizza um and you know is he destined to play second fiddle to dequa are they different enough players that maybe lily deploys them in different formations in different ways um you know dequa for the most part last season sort of played up top by himself 
And so what does that mean? Do we, do we go to a two man front? Do we have Dequa play a little bit underneath and kiss up top? I, we'll have to wait and see. Um, but that's, that's one of my big questions heading into the season is just what does knowing what Kiza did for the team at the end of last year, how does that translate into, you know, what his role will be in 2023 and what, you know, what has Lily sort of promised him heading into 2023? I think that would be very interesting. So, um, so yeah, two more signings, two more former hounds. Um, we really haven't had other than Farrell anyone new come into the squad yet our, our current roster just to your point you know we may not have enough players for for columbus we have jamali Waite signed at keeper we have two center backs ordonez and farrell we talked about farrell last time our wingers are dos santos biasi and rivera at midfield we have kenny mertz and ibarra and then up front we have dequa and kiza as we just said so that still makes me really nervous. <laughs> I, I, I'm, you know, like I know that we we like to build a lot through these combines and all of that, and that's great. But it's still that feels like a like every position could be upgraded, except for maybe keeper. Like I'm I'm pretty happy with weight for the season. We know Lily will bring in at least two other keepers, but yeah, plenty of time, plenty of time. There's there's. <laughs> bargains to be made you know mls players who don't get their shot to be scooped up uh you know plenty of plenty can happen okay i agree (laughs) (laughs) every 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 so many days i'm like man we haven't heard anything from the hounds like what is going on over there was was that the crickets that's uh, the crickets uh, tweet you made a while every so often i get antsy and i'll just start (laughs) tweeting crickets because it's just like come on like trying to goad them into something like just come on that will do it i'm sure they're 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 (laughs) feeling the pressure from the mongols accounts yep yep I know. You I should know. see how long it takes or how quickly you can get them to say no to interview requests. Like, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> just, just stop. <laughs> yeah. Um, the one other bit of Hounds news that's not really Hounds news, but it was announced that uh, Jelani Peters has signed with Memphis. So uh, center back of ours, no longer with the Hounds. His contract was up. Um, staying mm-hmm. in the East Coast. So we will see him twice, uh, theoretically. And uh, yeah, best of luck to Peters. Um, yeah. Would you guys would have preferred if you would have stayed around? I don't have a strong feeling about that one. Like, I mean, obviously any player as a person, like you, know, you get to know them, yeah. uh, it's sad to see him go. But as far as like what he brought to the team, I, I don't think it was something that we're going to be not able to find somewhere else. Yeah. Agreed. I think Lily has shown a penchant for being able to find center backs. Um, and so that's that's the one position that even if we're light on it, I'm fairly confident that we'll be okay over the course of the season. Um, it's it's more the attacking positions that give me pause just because we've talked about system and potentially lack of system and how do players fit into that. And Okay, no more negativity. Um, <laughs> actually, I say this in our, our next item that I want to touch on. Actually, there's a spin on this. So here we go. Okay. So um, our buddy, uh, Ryan Allen from the USL show uh, at ILM underscore Ryan, he has been on our show at least once or twice before. I remember there's one episode, we did the entire episode and then his audio like completely failed. And so we had to scrap the whole show. Um, He did a month by month regular season comparison record of USL championship and pro champion since 2011. 
And he found it interesting that apparently eight of the last nine champions in USL championship went unbeaten in March. So immediately I was like, huh, that's interesting because we always like to talk about how notoriously the hounds start slow. Um, or at least in my mind, I'm like, the hounds always start slow. So I went back and I looked. Um, that's not actually true. Like, I, I don't know where that sentiment comes from. But if we look, even if we look at not just March, we look at just the first five games of the season. Um, in 2018, we had two wins and three draws. So we had no losses in the first five games. 2019, we had two wins, two draws, and one loss, which not terrible. 2020, we had three wins and two losses. So we had two losses in 2020. That whole year was just a whole kerfuffle. So whatever. 2021, we had two wins, two losses and a draw. So that's not fantastic. But then in 2022, we had four wins and a draw in the first five games. So those of you who are making fun of me for saying we were going to be undefeated, you can eat it because those first five games we weren't terrible um yeah but the timing of that prediction mike came before a ball was kicked i think um, <laughs> which makes it all the more like five games in i was still sitting pretty so yeah i don't want to hear it the the one interesting thing though just the hounds connection uh, is the year that the rhinos like won it all uh they had no losses until august um, which is kind of insane. And, yeah. and Ryan had a, like a follow-up tweet about that. Like, is anyone ever going to match that level of output again? Um, Lily is. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> um, I, just one note here, uh, the behind the scenes stuff. So, Mike told us, he's like, hey, make sure you check the outline. There's a lot of stuff in there. And, you know, pre prepare yourself. A couple of days ago, he said that. I, I come on today, like earlier, and I look at the outline, and I did not see anything below the first page. Because <laughs> I I thought it like it looked like it was like, oh, the, the outline's like half a page long. So I thought he was just making a joke about how like light the show was. And then just now, when you were like, eh, okay, let's go on to the next thing. I'm like, next thing? And then I scroll down, I'm like, oh, there's like, Two more pages of outline, not crap. So, so all this is a surprise to me. Awesome. Well, that's good. Um, this will be fun. Okay. Um, but yeah, so we'll we'll have to, you know, it'll be interesting to see if that trend continues. We'll definitely be keeping be keeping eye on teams due in March. Um, but uh, fun little stat there from our buddy Ryan over at the USL show. I don't know. Um, how do you guys interpret that? I don't know. Like, so my immediate reaction is like, okay, like I would say that's like, it's, it's correlation, not causation. I was like, going to make that. Yeah. I was like yeah. waiting for you to actually say it. Cause I figured you'd be the one to say it, but yeah, causation, <laughs> correlation. It's like, it's, that's not the same thing. Like uh, that's just a, a cool little statistic that yeah. just happens to be. A, I mean, a, I w th there could be like some underlying things of saying like, okay, maybe these are the teams that kind of, figured out like themselves earlier than any other team. And then that's what kind of carries you on to such a successful season or whatever. Um, but yeah, we'll see. I think what'll be interesting. I, I did not look at these numbers. I just looked at the final wins and losses, but 
I also get the sense, and again, this could be completely false because I need to actually look at the numbers, but it seems like, especially the first few games of the season, um, they're typically higher scoring because it seems like it takes at least a few games for the defenses to figure out what it is they're supposed to be doing. And so that just gives the offenses more of an opportunity. So it will be interesting to see if the first few games are, you know, if, if we're, if we're putting in bangers um, and then it starts to ticker off and if it doesn't ticker off, like that could be a really good sign for us. But um, yeah, I will say too, I don't know, looking at this graphic too, I mean like, okay, like it doesn't hurt that these are really good teams. And like, <laughs> and, and if you look like in April, May, June, you know, some of them, you know, like at most they're losing like a game a month right which is which is crazy you know what i mean so it's like okay that that the fact that they went one like the first month without that one column in the loss like yeah i mean yeah <laughs> turns out good teams win yeah <laughs> yeah yeah so um i guess moving on from that guys one thing that i'm guessing you didn't read about because you didn't know it was in the notes <laughs> So uh, maybe a week ago, um, the USL announced the USL step-up program. And for those who don't know about this, uh, they are basically trying to instill a pathway on the women's side so that women can go from playing in the USL Academy to uh, what is called the USLW League, which would then feed the USL Super League, which is basically the, the women's equivalent of the usl championship league um and uh first of all sounds like a fantastic program um i was shocked to hear that uh basically the uslw league went from 44 clubs in 2022 why did 2022 to 65 clubs in 2023 so they've added what 22 clubs over the course of a year and they're targeting having 100 teams by 2026. And the thought is, is that league will then be a feeder for the USL Super League, which will start in August of 2024. My immediate reaction is there's 65 women's teams playing in the USL W League. And Pittsburgh doesn't have one like, like, like you talk about like markets and like market share and audience and people. And like you do, you play this in every other sport where it's like, why doesn't Pittsburgh have an NBA team? And like 65 other cities are going to have a, a, a women's team in a USLW league. Regardless. <laughs> um, the women are going to play from August to March. They're on the European schedule where the men play from March to October. So I'm not saying anything, but we did put out a tweet saying how amazing it would be to have guys from March to October and then women August to March and basically have 24, seven, 365 hounds and river hounds, president Jeff Gardner, liked the tweet. So <laughs> not take that for what it is. So yeah, I, I don't know. I would be very, very, very surprised if we don't have a women's team. I don't know if the women's team's going to be the Hounds doing. Like, I, I think Pittsburgh will have a women's team in this. Like, if the Hounds don't scoop up the opportunity, someone else will. Because I, I do think the talent is in Pittsburgh yeah. on the women's side of soccer. 
like we've even seen it with the women's uh academy, academy. like the girls academy as far as uh hounds go like they're they've had huge success and players yeah. have gone on to do great things so i mean it's it's i think it would be a waste for us not to have it and i think it would be nice the hounds were to, like i feel like they should have capitalized on it uh because if they don't someone else will yeah i and that's the thing that sort of gets me is that this whole step up program is is meant to be a funnel from the academy to the pros so as you said josh with our academy blooming the way that it is and and doing amazing things it would just make sense to try to give those women a pathway all the way up to pro. And, you know, I know that one of the things that they, they work with at Highmark is just trying to get events there from a stadium standpoint of trying to fill the stadium, trying to make money through the stadium. You'd literally have that stadium in operation 12 months out of the year, um, supporting both guys and girls. And especially if you only have a slight overlap, can you imagine the number of fans that would just get like, you wouldn't get season two. You just get yearly tickets and like you would just go to every game. You you'd literally have a hounds game to go to every single week. And sometimes you might have two because you know, guys and girls, well, you have multiples for guys sometimes too, but like, you also have home and away. away so not every yeah. way, every yeah. day of the week, but, but regardless, I, yes, we're in yes. this weird, like off season period where we're like looking at tweets and that's our topic for the show. And like, <laughs> no, we could be covering a women's team. That would be amazing a little bit concerned about the European schedule because of the weather in Pittsburgh uh, for a women's team to be playing outdoors. That sounds pretty rough. Uh, but with that said, if they were able to do some games in Montour, um, I don't, that would also kind of suck. Cause like, I want these games to be like attended. And mm -hmm. if they're at Montour and in, indoors, they don't have like a bleachers section. They have like a, a catwalk all around the field where you could like watch from the catwalk, I guess, but it's not the same as having a full stadium. So that, that concerns me, but I do think it will happen. I just don't know if it's the hounds in the past. I have said, I didn't want it to be the hounds because I was worried about them having too much on their plate and just pretty much not doing a good job of a women's mm -hmm. team. Like, cause they would have, you know, I didn't want the women's team to feel like an aside. I wanted it to be the focus of the organization that runs it. But after, again, after seeing him on tour and like seeing how freaking well-oiled that machine is, it, it feels like, okay, I could actually see the Hounds doing it. Um, have a little bit more confidence that the Hounds could juggle both these things. It, it, it sort of just feels like the natural progression, right? I mean, you look even across Europe, all of the different podcasts and shows that you might listen to as it relates to English teams. They're not just talking about the guys team. They're talking about how are the women's teams doing? And it's just, you're not just a team, you're a club. And that's, that's kind of what we've already built here on the Academy side is that belief that we are a club and that, you know, this is to the benefit of everybody, you know, men, women, otherwise. So yeah, I mean, I feel like you want to talk about, or I want to talk about things that will surprise me in the off season. I'm not, I don't, I don't think that they're going to make an announcement this off season. If they do, that would be amazing. <laughs> but like, that would be a surprise to me is like at a great surprise. Like we're, we're going to have a women's, even if it's not for this year, like we're going to field a team in 2024 or whatever. And maybe it's just double. Maybe it's just the, the W league. Maybe it's not even in the super league. Like, cool. Those are just steps towards, 
you know, eventually having a super league team. So yeah. Kev, any thoughts on, on any of that? No, I mean, I'm not, I'm, I'm not well-read in this area at all. And so I don't want to be talking out of my butt. I mean, the only thing that seems intuitive to me is like, yeah, if you're going to do it, do it kind of like what Josh was saying, like none of this half-hearted like advertising or just rolling out kind of control C control V like, you know, logos or whatever, um, you know, build an entire thing around it and promote it accordingly. Um, I think there's a lot of like, with just the sheer numbers that are being talked about as far as clubs, if they work on, you know, this different seasonal schedule, I think there's just a lot of lessons that could be learned. Um, so yeah, no, it's interesting. Yeah. It, you mentioned don't control C, control V. That just brings up a question, and this is a personal thing. Would you prefer that they be Riverhounds? Or would you prefer that they be a separate, like a, a, have their own brand and identity? I they, Go ahead, Josh. I was just like, they, so like in England right now, like they're they're just called like, like I think yeah. the women's team is just called Everton. Like it's, they, they don't, there's no difference in that. I think that's fine. Like I would be completely fine with that. I could see an uh, argument that it would be kind of more fun if they had their own identity, um, which fair enough. I, I, I wouldn't be completely against it, but if you want to build that feeling of it's a club, not a team, that kind of stuff, I feel like you have to keep the identity the same. Um, and especially with the Academy and like that pathway, I feel like having the women's team just called, you know, the hounds would the river hounds would be like, what you would want because that academy will speak to everyone then like yeah. go through the river hounds academy and you could become a pro player in the hounds yeah Kev, what do you yeah think? and what and once again yeah like if, if you're going to do that then they get like everything right yeah i mean like they get the same amount of time on the training field they get the same amount of budget for like uniforms they get the same whatever you know so yeah i i i could see that as well i i i hate well, I mean, once, like, this is why I don't want to talk too much. Like, I'm, I'm a dude who doesn't follow, uh, you know, women's soccer a lot in the U.S. But, like, I personally don't like the whole, like, you know, lady hounds or whatever. Like, yeah, just, yeah don't do say. that. Whatever you do, don't yeah, do don't that. Do yeah. That. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, having, like, they're also, like, the river hounds. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, you, you want to talk about differentiating yourself uh, in the city? Like there's no other pro teams in the city that have a club like that, where you have both a men's and women's team playing under the same banner. You talk about community building, you talk about like, I'd have to imagine that, especially you could tell a lot of these things. Yost talked a little bit about it with Dennis Chin. A lot of this stuff is building up for the next world cup to be in North America. And so the timing of it is very much in line with that, but you got to imagine what the women's world cup is this year. I saw the U.S. women are they just kicked off some pregame matches or preseason matches to to get things started. Um, yeah, I mean the 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 buzz around the women's game and and I think the buzz around Pittsburgh for the women's game is huge. It's just oh man, like that could cause the whole club to just explode in terms of popularity in my mind. But maybe I'm just being too optimistic. So no, I think that would be amazing. So Jeff, if you're listening to this, um, you can go ahead and. <laughs> like and subscribe and i'm sure you're already subscribed but like the show just to let us know and that'll that'll be all the signal that we need that uh 
Presumptuous, but okay. okay. Yeah. I know, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, what is this? One of those, like, you know, blink if it's yes and blink if it's no or something? Yeah. You don't say anything. We, we I'm going to assume that's the positive response. You guys. It's fine. Yeah, you're fine. That's good. Um, so let us know your thoughts there. I think, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really interested in, you know, would you want them to be a different fly under a different banner or would they be river hounds? I know there's been a lot of like Louisville um, has a different name for the men's and women's, but similar logos, same color kind of thing. Uh, so yeah, let us know what you think. Cause I, this, this is something that could realistically happen. And I'm sure any sort of feedback uh, that could be given in advance would, I don't want to say will be appreciated, but could be useful. So there you go. Liz just said, uh, same shield, but completely unique kits. Um, but otherwise they should get the same buy-in. So there you go. I don't know if I'm entirely opposed to that. Sell more kits. You buy one for <laughs> right. the men's and women's, you know, make some money. Guys, the last, uh, the last little note on here is, I, I don't know how much there is to talk about it, but um, it came out this past week that SB Nation who uh, were previously uh, the home of a, a ton of MLS, specifically MLS writers and podcasters. For the most part, they were small. I say this as generalizations, small independent writers that were sort of following and covering teams that they love and basically making pennies from SB Nation. We've known a few of them over the years. Um, well, SB Nation has, has decided to drop all MLS coverage. So you now have, you know, all of these writers and podcasters that covering their, their local teams that were doing it pretty much on their own dollar. And now they've got like nowhere to go. So um, just, you know, further reinforcement, uh, we've been around forever. We don't, we don't do this for the money. That's not what I'm sort of plugging here for, but if there are writers, if there are podcasters out there that you like, um, we had retweeted a, a tweet that somebody had uh, shared where, you know, there's tons of ways that you can support them, um, both with money and without money. If, if you don't want to give any money, then just, you know, like subscribe to the shows, leave a comment, um, you know, like tweets, things like that, that goes a long way towards helping and just sort of supporting what they do. And if you have writers out there that you enjoy and they have like a Patreon or they have a way to subscribe to a newsletter or something like that, support them because, you know, all of us are sort of doing this without, um, you know, pretty much at our own cost for the most part. You know, we make a little bit of money from a few supporters here and there, which we thoroughly appreciate. Um, but that typically all goes right back into the show. Like we've been doing this for six-ish years now and our microphones will break. And so like we need a new microphone or like it's it's typically always technical stuff to just keep the show running. Um, but yeah, it's a shame. Uh, you hate to see it. And uh, yeah, so... If anybody's looking for a home, you know, BGN <laughs> makes was, it free. <laughs> I was just ready to ask. I thought maybe I saw it on the agenda. I was like, oh, are you making an announcement about uh, uh, a new home for MLS coverage with all the, uh, oh, I can't remember. I know for like Columbus Crew was the massivereport.com. Like that yeah. was the the SB Nation site. And like, like you're saying that they've been around for, as long as I can remember as far as like coverage for MLS. And it was actually kind of inspiration as far as like looking at what MLS had for, for coverage and me thinking like back in the day, being like, Oh, it'd be cool if 
EOS or USL had that same thing. So like starting up a podcast back in the day um, about the league and, and, you know, we had a place used to be called, I think it was like recklesschallenge.com or something like that, where we were yeah. covering, uh, you know, the whole league. And that that's where kind of the idea came from was SB Nation. So it's going to be weird to see them go. So, yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, I want to encourage people don't get discouraged. If you have a club that you love, even if it's the hounds, go out and, and talk about it, create content. You know, we, we, I think some people might expect us to sort of be jealous and territorial, but like, we just, we spent the first 10 minutes of the show raving about Houndsy. Like the more content that we could have about the teams that we love, the better. I literally listened to three different podcasts about Aston Villa. If somebody, if there were three other podcasts about the hounds, I'd listen to all of them. So like, by all means, if you're interested, go and do it because more voices, more ideas, more content um, is never a bad thing. So, um, and it's also something unique. I feel like to American soccer because of the fact that we don't get as much coverage uh, yeah. with the regular sports channels, uh, the regular avenues. So the fan made content is what's, you know, sprung up because of that. It was all because of, we all wanted to see and hear coverage, but we weren't seeing it. So we just made our own. Um, yeah. And SB nation felt like that was like, you know, what started the whole thing. So it's definitely with American soccer, especially feels like a lot of times this is how we find out about stuff for our club because we're, we're not able to go to like ESPN and right. check out the hound section. So it's maybe MLS is growing enough where now you could do that and you, you see, you know, notifications on your phone every once in a while from ESPN about MLS and that kind of stuff, but not really as much as you would about any other sport. Yeah. Agreed. So guys, I think that's everything that we had on the agenda. We we've exhausted the click wheel that I didn't like click at all. The very sad game of life wheel, which that feels here's, like here's, here's, here's my question. You have a click wheel. Do you plan on not covering something? Like if you were to have had this set up and you spun that wheel, would you just like not cover some things or would we just be spinning that wheel until we covered all the topics? Yeah, I think we would. I think we would spin the wheel to determine the order of topics that we okay, discuss. Okay, fair enough. I was going to so. say, I'm not not saying you wasted your money on a click wheel, but <laughs> just wondering. We could, listen, listen, we could have like a, a like a wild card spot on the click uh, wheel okay, where like okay. it's a random topic about nothing like let's talk about the debt ceiling or like something completely <laughs> random it, it, it's going to be like uh uh 20 minutes of kevin's review of troy that's right, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny <sighs> I don't think I've ever actually seen Troy, but we're not going to do that on this episode. So <laughs> now without that, that quick wheel or not <laughs> <laughs> sign up to the Patreon. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of, we'll have to figure out what we're going to do this year um, in terms of not Patreon. We got to figure out what's going on with Twitter too. There, this is a whole, like, I don't know why I'm talking about this on air. There's <laughs> a whole, like, on air. Come on, Mike. Yeah, yeah, okay. Let's have right. an admin Let's... on air meeting. Yeah, yeah. So listen, if you here, here's your, here's everybody's homework. If you do one thing as a result of the show, go listen to the Houndsy episode with Dennis Chin, because it's, it's, it's that good. Um, yeah. And the insight is that good. So go check that out. Uh, if you do two things, go and, you know, give a like comment, something to your favorite podcast for your favorite team, just to sort of show them your support. Um, 
if you do three things, then like hang out on Twitter because we're going to put a lot of these questions about the women's team and uh, just sort of random thoughts of what we discussed here just to sort of get everybody else's thoughts. Um, so check that out all week. And uh, yeah, next week we should be back with uh, Danny Rivera, which will be fan-friggin-tastic. Can't wait to talk to him. Um, I had the whole man crush on him like all last season, so I'll try to keep that to a, to a minimum while he's on the air. <laughs> um, yeah, so... I think we'll just wrap it up there. Thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you very, very soon. Cheers. Later.